You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio on this Monday morning. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. What up, Jake Martin from the Washita Six? Yes, happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, sporting glasses today. I haven't seen you in the, the glasses in a long, long time, if ever. Well, uh, got to give the context a break every now and then. Huh. You look very sophisticated. Not, not a fashion statement, if that's what you're trying to get. Uh, at. Not really. Yeah. So. No. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours besides uh, Jake's eyewear. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby text line slash hotline, 888-993-7762. It was an eventful, a memorable Easter weekend, to say the least. Yeah, um, I don't know where to begin because we've got the Sister Jean rides over, which I'm kind of sad about. Uh, The women's Final Four was – this could go down as – the greatest women's final four ever. Mm. And I don't want to be overreactive here, mm. but you're talking about. Well, when a national championship ends on a shot like that, and now comparisons are being made, uh, was it the most dramatic ending to a national championship game on the women's side? And now comparisons are being made to, of course, North Carolina versus the Lady Texters, I believe, what, in 1994. Not only that, Aaron, you had two overtime games to get to that mm-hmm. national championship game, right? So it was. And the whole storyline was going into the weekend that UConn women were was bad. They were bad for women's bad for bas- women's basketball. Yeah, you had I a like, dominant team, an undefeated team, uh, and then now for the what the second year in a row they don't even make it to the title game. I laugh at that every single time they try to play yeah. it up. There's no way a dominant team is bad for a sport. It makes everybody climb up to their level and it makes more people tune in to see hey is this dominant team going to lose that creates interest man why do you think people tune in when tiger goes out there you know what i'm saying or or back in the day when tiger was on top of his game why do you think so many people tuned in why do people tune in now they want to see if that dominant face of golf can return Mm. i mean it's it's the same with with connecticut when they're 36 and 0 and it's like what gino said afterward he said look i know we made it look easy but it's not easy it's not easy to, to simply win in and you're in and you're out and, and dominate the competition like we have. Uh, more on the national champs, of course, uh, coming up later in the show. We speak of national championship games. We got a big one tonight. Villanova versus Michigan. Uh, Jake just informed me. He looked at the tip time for tonight. I'm upset and a young it. whippersnapper over here said something that caught my attention. <laughs> The 8.20 tip time, and Jake's response was? I might not be awake for the end of that one. <laughs> Man. Dude, that's a late tip. Why is it so late? <laughs> you got to get those eyeballs from the West Coast on it, but I guess they don't care uh, about the East Coast viewers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, this is going to be uh, – I think it will be a good game. I still think Villanova is just proving that they're far superior right now. I mean, they're playing on another level. And let's face it, the Michigan Little Chicago game, Loyola let that one get by them. Mm. You don't think just the Wolverines wore them down as the game went on? I think Loyola let that one get by them. Oh. Uh, Villanova, in case you're into this kind of thing, they are six and a half point favorites tonight versus Michigan. 
Michigan going after uh, their second title. Nova going after their third, uh, their second national title in three years. Their third overall. And at some point, we probably need to give credit to Jay Wright and start considering him one of the best in the game. Uh, I already did. I thought everybody did. Mm. I mean, he's no doubt. I mean, that's why I thought they would. You know, I picked them to be the national champions because mm-hmm. of him and because of the talent that he had. I thought they did the most things well, honestly. Now, <clears throat> if you look at this matchup, I still I still like them, but but you know, you, we were talking before the show came on about what Mo Wagner, mm-hmm. uh, and if he is able to dominate the game on the glass like he did against Loyola Chicago, then this could get interesting. Because if they're able to corral offensive rebounds and put up second chance points like they did against Louisville Chicago, which is what I felt led to them winning the game, because you had the perfect storm if you're Loyola Chicago. Michigan couldn't hit a shot, mm. so especially in the first half. They were shooting like under 30%. So I'm like, dang, okay, Loyola Chicago's in this thing. And then they could come time and time again, they kept giving those second chance points mm. and allowed Michigan to hang around and then. Of course, they go through that score and drought in the second half. They had a what a ten point lead with seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. Blew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just couldn't could not score. Uh, could not get to the rim, and uh, Michigan took advantage. Yeah, you look back at that game, and of course, uh, Loyola gets off to a rough start. Then they respond by uh, outscoring them uh, twelve to eight. They go on that run to take the lead. Then they go to the half up twenty nine twenty two. And you're feeling pretty good after they started the game 2 of 11. Then they go into the half making 8 of their last 13 shots. Then, of course, ultimately the kiss of death. Everybody brings up the stat that Loyola is, what, 24-0 and when leading at halftime. And then you get into the, the second half, and then all of a sudden Michigan goes on that run. And it was like Loyola just ran out of gas. Yeah. Like At that point, you started seeing they were outclassed by a very talented Michigan squad. And as you said, the, the Mo kid. Uh, just played out of his mind. Can you imagine if you're in a Final Four game and you have a career day, your best game ever, when you score 24 points and a career-high 15 rebounds, and in the post-game press conference they point out to him that only three players in the history of the Final Four have had at least 20 points and 15 rebounds in a game, and they mention the names of Kim Olajuwon and Larry Bird. Not bad. And he was just like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that could be a little humbling. Oh, Definitely. I saw you were. I saw your tweet. You were a little upset at the post game because they didn't show him going up to Rafferty. Yeah. So that is one of those images that uh, you know when he's going after a loose ball and he you know jumps on their table and of course you see the shot later on with Rafferty and his glasses and of course Grant Hill and his reaction oh, when so a funny. six foot ten, six foot eleven guy is flying towards him. And right after the game or right after the interview they had with him on the court, he was making his way over to Rafferty, and then all of a sudden they cut away because they got to get one Jean. more cutaway of Sister Jean with the players. And I was just like, at that point, if that part was live, they could have just taped it and went back to it. So it's one of those things from TV. that It was just to complete the whole storyline with Wagner or Wagner, however you want to pronounce his name, him going over, of course, and that interaction that could have been there with Rafferty because that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it was. It was. And uh, I'm with you. I would have liked to have seen that too because Rafferty was having fun with it as well. And listen, the the, the other thing, when uh, Sister Jean is checking out of the game with, what, a minute and a half, minute 18 to go, and there's, what, five or six security guards around her escorting her out of the arena, and you're like, well, we know it's over if she's leaving the arena. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was certainly a memorable game, and it, it just 
you were like, all right, now we get the second matchup, and perhaps this game will really deliver. And then Villanova has just an incredible shooting performance. What they did, they have now set a record in the NCAA tournament or overall NCAA for making 443 three-pointers for the season. And, boy, what a half they had against Kansas. They scored they had 13 threes in the first half, and they end up with a record 18 on the game. Yeah, and I think 14 was the record previously mm-hmm. in a Final Four game. So, yeah, they almost broke that record in the first half. So but Kansas was feeling pretty good at what point in this game? Never. When they were up 2-0. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but what did John Brady say Friday? What did he say Friday? He said the team that hits the most threes is going to win. And Villanova came out and was just red hot from behind the arc. And you knew right then and there, uh-oh, Kansas is in trouble. Because the lead was like 18-4 to at mm-hmm. one point. I'm just like – Kansas, are y'all are y'all checked in this game yet, or, or what's going on? So yeah, they could never overcome that. And like you said, Villanova. Did you watch the whole thing, or did you check did. out? Uh, no, I did watch the whole thing. Although I, I didn't pay close attention, you know, last because it was like nine minutes left, and yeah. they got it down to like twelve or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, there's still a ton of time left. They can make a run here, and it, after anything, they would anytime they would get momentum, Villanova would just seize it back. And so, yeah, I I kind of checked out. And then, of course, we talk about all the upsets this year in the NCAA tournament, and ultimately we get Villanova versus Michigan, and you get a Nova squad that has been so dominant throughout the tournament, with now five games that they've won by double digits. Yeah, so you're finally seeing one team dominate, and which is something that we haven't seen all year long in the regular season. You know, anytime you start to feel good about one team, they would lose. So, And, and we talked that up to parity, and we talked that up to being – a lot of good teams, no real great teams, but Villanova looks pretty great right now. So who do you like, Villanova or Michigan? You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. Those were a few of the he- big headlines from this weekend. What else you got, Jake? Uh, I think we should go right to the women, huh? Right to the women where – can you pronounce her name? I- I'm no. going to butcher it. You should by now after uh, two game-winning shots in the Final Four. Yeah, uh, well, Notre Dame's special player, uh, you'll hear her name on this sound clip we play in a second, but uh, she hit not one, but two last-second shots to beat both Connecticut and Mississippi State to win the national championship. Uh, The Connecticut game was an incredible one. I I tuned in in the the fourth quarter uh, Friday night, and... Because the storyline, when you tune in, you're like, well, I want to see if, UCon- if you, uh, UConn's going to lose. Champs on the ropes. i got to tune in. i got to see this. Was it one of those situations where you were scrolling through Twitter and Twitter drove you to watch some of this game? Uh, no, I had an update. Uh, I had a um, notification on my phone that told me, you know, entering the fourth quarter, they're down. I said, all right, well, let me get to it. And so what you saw, you know, a lot of people haven't really talked about this. Connecticut was down by five with 21 seconds left. And somehow tied it up to send it into overtime. So it was a crazy, entertaining game all the way through. And then, of course, it gets to overtime. And this is what it sounded like when Notre Dame punched its ticket to the national championship. Ogumbawale for the win! Adam Edman's pretty good at that. Yeah, it, was a, it was a great call. And then he gets to follow it up, of course, in the national championship game. 
Yeah. And this is what that sounded like when Connecticut beat Mississippi State on this three-pointer. Of course, it wasn't Connecticut. Ogumbawale for the win. Good! Alike Ogumbawale! So good we won it here twice. Yeah, uh, that was actually the the national championship one. We had a little confusion there. It's all good. Mm. Anyway, she hit the shot both times, mm. plain and simple. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a heck of a run and just to beat Connecticut. I think anytime you take down the Goliath that is Connecticut, I mean it's no. So the women's overshadowed the men in the final four yes. so far. So and there's no way there's no way Villanova and Michigan top that tonight. Oh, we we can only hope. We yeah, can only wish. There's absolutely no way. 888-993-7762. Those were the major headlines from the weekend. we got plenty more coming up. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Panthers. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Uh, we always look forward to catching up with Coach Jack Thigpen. He will join us at 8 o'clock. The voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, will join us at 8.30, even though they... He had the weekend off. He was on holiday. We will still hear from Nick coming up at 8.30. Uh, text line, phone line, pretty much wide open for the 7 o'clock hour. We want to hear from you your biggest storylines from the weekend. Ugh. Clint wants to know how the golf match went. Oh, tease it. Uh, it was eventful. Yeah. We won't, can we have story time in our next segment? It won't be very long of a story. <laughs> <laughs> we still want it. Okay. We still want it. We also are still asking, who do you want us to adopt as our Major League Baseball Oh, yeah. That was such a success on Friday. Went over so well. Went over so well. Maybe people didn't tune in uh, Friday. If you have a team and want us to cover them all season long, we are taking votes. Hit us Uh, up. 888-993-7762. So far, we've got the Astros. And on Thursday, our top ten Thursday is going to be? Oh, greatest professional wrestling promos ever. Wow. In honor of WrestleMania. Hmm. So, let's do a little role play here. Uh, I realized that WrestleMania is going to be down in New Orleans this weekend, and I will be in New Orleans on Saturday. You got to catch a show. So, I, uh, I put two and two together, and I realized it, and I, so I told the wife on this weekend, you play the wife, I'll just be myself. Hey, Kim. Hey, WrestleMania down in New Orleans on Sunday. How about we just extend our visit over the weekend in the Big Easy and we try to scalp some tickets for WrestleMania. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to guess she said expletive no. <laughs> yeah. Is that close? Yes, real close. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't happen. It wasn't on my bucket list, but I still thought it would be pretty cool to attend. Yeah. And if you're going to be there anyway. You can catch a show on Saturday, I'm just saying. <laughs> 888-993-7762. Jake hasn't even met my wife that many times, but he knows her well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just from hearing the stories, I think I know her. Uh, the Morning Drive is back out there. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. 
wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. If you've got hearing problems, chances are we can solve them. We want to get you back to life and living again with family and friends. Better hearing, better living is waiting here for you. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. Everything sounding distant Our parts of conversations missing We want to make it perfectly clear So you can begin living again Better hearing here Better living is waiting here for you West Monroe Hearing Healthcare West Monroe Hearing Healthcare We solve hearing problems Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, we got a couple of uh, loose ends to tie up from uh, the last segment. First of all, Clint must have a boring life. Wants to know how the golf match went, the, the showdown between myself and the Tomcat on Friday. As bad as I felt on Friday, I think uh, Fart felt even worse. Oh, so no excuses then. So I was still going off adrenaline off the show, quite frankly. So uh, I got off to a great start. And the rules were established at the beginning. You know, he's on, like, the, the coaches' tour. You know, once the football season ends, they kind of play a lot of golf, those coaches. Mm-hmm. So, and I probably hadn't picked up the sticks since July. All right, I said no excuses. So I basically negotiated where he had to give me seven strokes. And I was actually leading after four or five overall. Uh, it ended up uh, he ended up coming back and uh, beating me by five strokes. But in the so did you count that as a I victory? count that as a win. That uh, is when you haven't played since July, and this is what golf does to you. It just sucks you in. You know, obviously you hit some just horrible shots, but every once in a while you hit a good putt or you'll chip one that's pretty nice or a nice drive. And you're like, yes, I can play this game. So you're honestly coming in today. Acting like the victor. I felt good about it. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. gave me seven. That it's, it's just like a if you're betting on the I, game today. Aaron, I understand how it works. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying that's despicable. <laughs> the fact that you would count that as a win. I mean, come on, have a little pride, you mm. know. Mm. I mean, is it really fair though when he's out there playing and on the driving range and teeing it up three or four times a week, and when I'm in here grinding away? I mean, hey, a natural athlete like yourself. Well, that is true. Compared to Tharp, yes. <laughs> I'm Jim Thorpe, yes. <laughs> Not Jim Tharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing, uh, it was revealed over during the break. Hey, uh, Tabes, you're heading down to uh, uh, WrestleMania, I understand. Yes. Man, congratulations. How fired up, how jacked up are you? I'm excited. This will be your second or third? Second. Mm. How much did you spend for, for tickets? Ooh, tough questions from Jake Martin here. Uh, after 
taxes and they're like one thirty. It's not terrible. Mm. What all are you doing this weekend? I go on kitchen ring of honor show and then a couple live shows that Bruce Pritchard's doing. Mm. Right. So Hotel rooms the uh skyrocketed? Yeah, I got one in Metairie a few months ago. That'll be fun. So Taves will be out next Monday, and then, of course, on Tuesday, we'll get the lowdown on Halloween down. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's a pretty big event. It'll be cool to be in New Orleans this weekend just to see the cast of characters down there, correct? Uh, you'll, see, you'll see a lot of cosplay. <laughs> you'll see a lot of people dressed up. Don't bump into anyone? Is that safe to say? <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> Tave, is it like that? There, there was quite a bit of cosplay in 14, myself included. I'm not going that route this time, but... okay. Wait, it's, wait, wait. What did you dress up as last time? Bray Wyatt. Okay. Big stretch there. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. 888-993-7762. Other headlines from the weekend. Jake, we look at uh, baseball, college baseball. It was a little bit different with, of course, Easter Sunday and a lot of them moving the series up from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We did have one game on Sunday, and it was a thriller for Grambling. They come back to win 9-8 to in walk-off fashion to win that series versus Texas Southern. Yeah, they had a big lead and then surrendered it in the ninth and then came right back in the bottom of the ninth and got that walk-off. So, yeah, getting the series win, that was big for Grambling. Uh, they will now host uh, the Diamond Dogs on Tuesday, and then this weekend they will travel to Prairie View. Right now, I believe they are 8-4 and four in the SWAC and 15-14 and 14 Overall, we mentioned the Diamond Dogs and what Louisiana Tech continues to do. If you're keeping track, in the mar- month of March, the Diamond Dogs went 17 and four. Yeah, yeah, 17 and four. Uh huh. And not only that, but this is the first time since 1992 that Tech has won three straight series to open uh, conference play. So, you know, I I, I mentioned this about a month ago, about Louisiana Tech, talking about, yeah, this is a great start, but I want to see what they do when they get into conference play because we kind of saw what happened last year. They got off to a a similar fast start, hot start, and then kind of fizzled as conference play began. That hasn't been the case this year. This team has been really impressive all the way through, and you just mentioned that March record. You know, this team, it's it's a difference from last year. It's, It's a really good team, and the fact that they... You know, they faced the FIU team. We were talking about the 9-7 to score on mm. Friday and kind of looking at that like, wow. But, I mean, FIU is a really good offensive team mm-hmm. and has, you know, led the league in, in home runs. And so I guess we shouldn't have been that surprised that FIU would have success. But for them to come back and, and win the next two games shows that this team has a lot of resolve as well. Yeah, now you look at the record. I know there's like 10 college baseball polls out there. But at some point you got to start thinking – they're going to get recognized as yeah. perhaps a top 25 team because they are 22 and eight right now, seven and two in conference play. You look at that game on Saturday against Florida International and what they did in a three to nothing win. They actually got out hit in that game, 10 to five, and they still win three to nothing. Uh, Logan Bailey, another strong outing. Uh, he is now four and one on the year, and he lowered his ERA to 2.11. Big win for Louisiana Tech as they continue to get this thing rolling along. But it's going to be another tough week considering that they have five games this week. And uh, as we mentioned, they'll make that short trip over to Grambling to take on the G-Men on Tuesday. Then they will square off against Little Rock. And then next weekend, 
they will make the trip down to San Antonio to take on the Roadrunners. Louisiana Tech continues to get it done on the diamond. 17-4 and four in the month. I think you'd take a lot of months like that. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. And ULM baseball avoided a sweep loss uh, Saturday. Uh, Derek Martin gave up only one hit in five and two-thirds innings for them to get that two-to-nothing victory to avoid that sweep against UT Arlington. Yeah, three guys combined for that shutout for them. We, this happened to them a couple of weeks ago when they lost the first two games and how unimportant it is to win that third game in a series and the difference between winning one and, of course, getting swept. Yeah. Huge. It was against South Alabama a couple of weeks ago, and then this past weekend they were over in Arlington squaring off against the Mavericks. You look at this week, though, whew, tough ch- challenge for the Hawks as they will travel to Arkansas to play two midweek games this week. And then coming up this weekend, Texas State will come in to Warhawk Field. Yeah. Good luck facing those Arkansas bats, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, then, of course, uh, LSU and what took place down in the box versus Mississippi State. Well, uh, we kind of we called it, without calling it that, we called it a must-win series. And they did win the series, ultimately. Well, when Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, is telling you, well, I can say this because it's an audience in Northeast <laughs> yeah. Louisiana, but uh, I probably can't say that down here. But this is one of those series that, yes, we need to win. And he, he <laughs> stressed the importance of it. And the Tigers did figure out a way to win it. Mikael Hilliard, I mean, he he continues to dazzle on the mound. I mean, if you watch his, if you watch his performance Saturday, the, his breaking ball, I mean, he is just a joy to watch. He's fun to watch. He's constantly got the batter guessing that he can get away with throwing 78, 80 mile per hour fastball because his breaking ball is so good. And he just continues to amaze um, as as a freshman, as a freshman that really not a lot of people saw coming. As a, as a Sunday starter, for sure. Uh, but if you're looking at the overall weekend, Aaron, there's still a lot of things that this team doesn't do well. Uh, like, there's too many pass balls. You know, I think a lot of people took Pierski for granted last year or in his career. And you're seeing that now with Fiducia. I mean, there's just some balls that Pierski would have had, you know, blocked up that are getting past him. Uh, I see inconsistency at the plate. And, and I know a lot of teams go through that, but when you see, you know, LSU score 10 runs on Saturday and then barely get a run on, on or I should say Thursday, and then barely get a run on Friday, I mean, it's it's tough. And, you know, and that's kind of the synopsis of the whole season. Like that really summarizes what this team has done. And then, you know, I think the base running and the bunting, the lack of to, to be able – and they got to be able to bunt because they don't have that power in the lineup like, like – Greg Deitman. They don't have him anymore. So, I don't know. I, I, I just look at some of these fundamental things. I'm like, yeah, they got to clean these things up uh, pretty soon because we're starting to get, you know, deep into SEC play. How'd the local kids do? Uh, pretty well. Uh, Watson, I think Watson was kind of up and down. Um, he did have a homer. I'm all confused on the days because they mm-hmm. started Thursday. I think he had a homer on Friday and then uh, didn't have a I'm, I'm mixed up on the mm. days, but he 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 played pretty well. Mm. And Slaughter get back in the lineup then? Yeah, um, kind of up and down as well. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. In terms of uh, high school baseball, we had a huge matchup on Friday with uh, West Monroe squaring <laughs> off against Sterlington. Panthers, of course, coming in as one of the top team, if not the top team in three A. You heard from Mark Sims last week, and also uh, Wade Simino. And uh, the Rebels get the best of Sterlington there at Alls Field. Yeah, <clears throat> got the 4 nothing victory. Jonathan Snuggs was outstanding. 
on the mound for West Monroe in that game. Another big series took place in, in district play, Washita and Ruston, and they split. Um, in Washita's victory, Brandon Riley was three for three with a double. And in Ruston's victory, Graham Haynes threw a no-hitter against Washita. So uh, two local teams there split the series. Uh, the other big headline we have yet to mention, and of course the Pels, we thought were making that playoff push. That was the headline A and then headline B, and Jake was all fired up. It must have been Friday or Saturday. Days are confused. Uh, Anthony Davis with the video coming out and him shaving his unibrows, the discussion we had last week. Yeah, Should this yeah. happen? Of course, he had the big poll question out there. And then it comes out that it was an early April Fool's joke. Yeah, he got me. I'll, I'll be honest, he got me. Now, a lot of people pointed out the fact that there was an obvious edit yeah. with the video, but yeah. I thought that was because he got somebody professionally to do it, uh-huh. not that <clears throat> he didn't actually do it. Yeah. So. so the act of him actually shaving <clears throat> didn't was was not shown on the tweet. No, no. And then, of course, it comes back that uh, he, well, he wasn't going to shave the unibrow. He should have, though. Yeah. My whole thing... When we and is it an April Fool's joke if it happens on March 31st? No, and he planted the seeds early, yeah. did the poll yeah. like four days earlier. Mm. Uh, but no, listen, I th- I think he should shave it because he doesn't have to have that gimmick anymore. Yeah. It's, it, you're, you're known as one of the best players in the NBA. You don't need that. Uh. You don't need to, to have that gimmick. Uh. So then ultimately, who got the last laugh on Sunday? I did. Oh, I was going to say the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Thunder, yeah, that's... So this was – They get a sellout, 18500 yeah. in the Smoothie King. On Center. Easter. Yeah. And now the Pels have lost four in a row. They had 21 turnovers in that game against Oklahoma City. Mm. So 21 I, turnovers that led to 18 points for the Thunder. Yeah. So I know they've played some really good teams. And I watched the Cleveland game Friday, too. And they had opportunities to win that game. It led for most of the game. Miritich was awesome. The supporting cast was awesome in that game. And Anthony Davis just had a bad game against Cleveland. So I was like – Well, maybe he was, you know, he's spending a lot of time devising this ultimate uh, ruse. Uh. Anyway, Pels are struggling. They're now they're, – they're eighth in the conference, and they're now only one game up on the Nuggets. So mm. right now you're not even fighting for, you know, that number four seed. Right now you're just fighting to make the playoffs, which is crazy. Mm. So hopefully they get their act together. They, they do have the Grizzlies Wednesday. That's a game you have to win. You know, you can't let that one slide past you. So, mm. hopefully they can get on the right track, beat the Grizzlies, beat the Suns, uh, climb up in the conference rankings. After losing 109-104, to 104, they are clinging to that eighth spot. Yeah. Unibrow still intact. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby text slash hotline. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. Hit us up. The biggest takeaways from your weekend. The Morning Drive is back after this. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. 
on Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. At Ferguson, service is our most important part. So if service is the part you're missing from your supply house, come into one of our 600 nationwide locations and let our team help yours. Whether it's tracking down those hard-to-find parts, having your order ready and waiting at our will call, or helping you manage your inventory with our SKU app and online ordering, the edge every trade professional needs is right around the corner. And with Ferguson Pro Plus, you'll earn redeemable points with every online purchase. Come into one of our locations or visit ferguson.com today. Looking for today's hottest wellness trends? Visit GNC, where you'll get them for less thanks to our buy one, get one half off deal. Save on black seed oil, turmeric, and milk thistle. Or mix and match Vitapak programs, male performance, probiotics, fish oil, and more. Our premium GNC brand products go through up to 150 quality checks and are the highest quality wellness solutions and supplements in the industry. But hurry, this buy one, get one half off deal is only available for a limited time. GNC, live well. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Hit us up, 888-993-7762. We went through a lot of the big headlines from the weekend. Uh, now let's go to a couple of things that caught our attention, a little obscure headlines. Hey, I don't know if we mentioned this last week, and we should have if we didn't. The situation with the, the kid from Lafayette, Mondo DePlantis, and what he continues to do. He is just an incredible track and field athlete. And uh, we bash on the LHSA all the time for the things that they do do not do right. Uh, DuPlantis needed an exemption from them for him to participate in the, quote, elite division at the Texas Relays. This is, quite frankly, going up against some of the world's best. So uh, Eddie Bonine and his wisdom used that in the same sentence there. They came to the conclusion that uh, DuPlantis could participate in the Texas Relays. So the kid goes out. And he sets a junior world record of 19.5. This is the same place he set the previous record for the junior record last year. Uh, competing against these guys, and one of them won a gold medal in the 2012 Olympics in London. And he basically finished uh, third overall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> This kid is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and good for, let's just say, for allowing him to do that. Yeah. Uh, by but the way. It's a no-brainer, though. Well, you can't take that for granted when we're talking about the LHSA. Yeah. Uh, prior to uh, them allowing him, he would have been uh, violating uh, LHSA's uh, rule of competing in an elite division outside uh, the LHSA ranks. Yeah. Well, good. Then and he then he would have been ineligible for any event following that. And now, of course, everybody's going to get an opportunity to watch this kid participate in the LHSA state championships. Yes. Um, also... When when are we having Eddie Bonin on, on the show? Again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did, did you make a bet with me about that too? Yeah, I need to follow that up again. We oh. had some confusion. Go figure with the LHSA on getting him on. The I show. told you there was no way he would do it. No, they were all well. Uh, 
allegedly that they were all for it, and, and then we had it set up, and then something he he was ill or something, and again it fell through. Again, I told you there was uh, no way uh, he was going to come on here. Yeah, I think he'll come. Okay. Now you're just daring me to reach out to him again. Yeah. Do you want to get my credentials revoked? I'll tell him Jake Martin is talking bad about him. I want you to deliver on your promise. How about that? Uh, I <laughs> my promise. I got a uh, I got a few headlines too. Uh, Otani, we talked about him Friday mm-hmm. because he was going to be the first player to play in the position and pitch um, in a couple decades. Uh, he gave up three hits and struck out six in six innings in the seven to four win against Oakland. So a lot of people were, you know, anxious to see how he would do and fare pretty dang well on the mound. A real follow Panther fan wants to know, I'm assuming that was his 200-meter time. No, that was his his pole vault, 19.5. Sorry, I didn't clarify. Yes. (laughs) That was Jake's 100-meter time. (laughs) He was racing Tabor and Ben Mintz. (laughs) Um, Another headline for you. Uh, UFC headline. I'm so bummed about this. I know you don't care. Yeah. But, th- so, like, this was a fight between Tony Ferguson and it could be Nugget Madoff that UFC fans wanted to see for years and years and years. It's like, think about getting to see the two best in certain division square off. And finally, it was going to happen this weekend. And yesterday, on April Fool's of all days, they announced that Tony Ferguson – Tore, had to withdraw because of a torn knee ligament. Mm. But the 145-pound champ, Max Holloway, stepping in his place to take on Khabib. Mm. So they're trying to salvage the event, but I just think it's a bad matchup for Max. Uh, just the fact that Khabib's going to have that weight on him. He's going to just be able to wrestle him. Uh, but good for Max for stepping up and taking the fight. Jake, your obscure high headlines suck, man. You're you're talking about Mondo Duplantis. I was talking about no track and field. I didn't know there's no gymnastics track involved. Track and field, same thing. Mondo Duplantis, <laughs> uh, an LHSA, a, a guy in our state, a future and up and comer. He's okay, going to be in the I'm Olympics. He's about, a gold medalist. I'm talking about mixed martial arts. How about this headline? How about Mike Singletary, a former NFL coach, okay. Hall of Famer? You better deliver. Is going to be coaching in the high school ranks in Texas. How about that? That's okay. That's interesting. Yeah, Trinity High School, uh, there in Addison, Texas, has hired Mike Singletary to be their new head football coach. And then is he going to go coach Arkansas? And then you're going to be <laughs> drooling all over him? Oh, he coached high school football in Texas. Is that what we're getting to? <laughs> and then, of course, the huge headline involving a coach and certainly one of your heroes: the story that came out over the weekend with uh, Ross Dellinger. That uh, Les Miles <laughs> is pursuing, wait for the punchline, an acting career. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. I'd love to see Les Miles on the big screen. And we joked about this a couple uh, weeks ago about, you know, what would be the ultimate role for Les Miles and on the you movie screen. disrespectfully said dumb and dumber. Yeah. This was the exchange between, we believe, uh, Dellinger and, of course, uh, Les Miles. Uh, I have several projects I'm looking at. I'm reading for those, Miles said in a recent interview. Reading, a reporter inquires. Uh, reading scripts, responds Miles. Auditioning. You're reading scripts and auditioning for movies? Absolutely, <laughs> says Les Miles. He's got the acting bug. I feel like he's going to be in one of those movies that you sit down to watch with your wife that are so bad <laughs> that you end up coming in to complain about. So you'll probably see him before I do. No, you would watch it. If you it. saw Les Miles was going to be in a movie, you would go out of your way to make sure that you watched it. And then, of course, 
I don't know. Like, I wouldn't go to the theater to see it, but I would definitely seek it out, try to find the clip on YouTube or something. Hmm. So, Les Miles is doing uh, the legwork or the the, uh, trying to, uh, 65, trying to uh, break into the Hollywood. What are the chances? Hey, he's got the charm to do it. Don't hit on that man. Uh, I'm trying to delay here because I was trying to find the quote here. Uh, when he was asked about uh, the story of Les Miles, the actor, he says, I don't know that anybody ever doesn't dream at one point in time. Good English there. I'm going to be in a movie, Miles says. I don't know how you don't think that way. As a child, I wanted to be the president of the United States, wanted to be a head football coach, and wanted to be an actor in a movie. We only get one go around at this thing called life. There are no do-overs. He is right about that. He gets to be both, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So that would completely contradict his statement there. Well, now he can be an actor and a football coach, so he knocks out two of the three, correct? Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, I, I'm for it. You're going to knock it, but uh, I I think he would deliver, right? Mm. It's got to be a comedic role, mm. and he probably has to play it himself. I think I think it would, those are the only ways it would work. It always happens this time of the year. You know, these Wonderlick scores are supposed to be, you know, top secret, and they always figure out a way to get leaked. Uh, over the weekend, they certainly were. So what do you think of these Wonderlick scores? Josh Allen, 37. Josh Rosen, 29. Sam Darnold, 28. Baker Mayfield, 25. And then Lamar Jackson. Don't care. 13. Don't care. Mm. I don't buy into it. C- because we always hear about, you know, great players. And I'm it's escaping me now. I, I would have looked it up had I known we were going to be discussing the Wonderlick that's what I do with these obscure uh, storylines. Yeah, you, you throw them out there, you, you surprise me with them. But I just remember whenever this is, becomes a big discussion, mm-hmm. some some great players throw out their scores, which weren't impressive, and then you go, oh, those scores don't mean anything mm-hmm. because this player is thriving in the NFL or has thrived in the NFL. So, again, I don't, I don't care. I did a uh, – a tweet out, and you go to add Aaron's aces. It's a couple, some of the sample questions that they had, and I tried to go through. They gave like 25 questions you could go through and kind of compare what you would do. And they, they are thought-provoking questions, but I didn't think they were that tough of questions. Yeah. Go through, check it out. Here, here are some that pointed out Super, win, Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks active in the NFL, and their uh, Wonderlick scores, Eli 39, Rodgers 35, Brady 33, Foles 29, Breeze 28, Russell Wilson 28, Flacco 27, Roethlisberger at 25. Just to make comparisons with them. Jake's not buying. I, I, don't, I just don't care. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I, I, I don't think it's that important. Can right. you play? Here's the most uh, obscure storyline of the weekend that uh, caught my attention. I thought it was pretty down, darn cool. It ranks right up there with Mondo Duplantis and what he did in the pole vault. All right, so there's a 36-year-old accountant. He lives in Chicago. He plays in a couple of recreational hockey leagues. So it appears the Blackhawks, they always need an emergency goaltender at certain points. So they call on this guy, Uh, and he literally gets to go, and he sits in the press box. He eats his meal, and he's just considered the emergency guy. Well, the starter goes down, so the backup is making the start. So they tell the 36-year-old accountant, who earlier in the day was just sitting at his keyboard and working away, pecking away, hey, you're actually going to have to suit up tonight. So he throws on the pads, he's sitting there, and then the starter, which was originally the backup, goes down with an injury. So guess what? 
the 36-year-old accountant is called in to the goal. In between the pipes, they're up 6-2, to two, so they have an easy lead. But uh, seven attempts, seven shots attempted on him. He stopped all of them. Uh, how cool is that? That's awesome. And don't you get my, – my friend is really big into hockey, and he was telling me this story. And I halfway tuned out, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling me what they get in return. I think they get, like, some, some change. And if they win, they'll get a, a ring as well. Mm. Do you know that? Uh, he was trying to explain. Well, you should have paid attention. To well, it. I guess I should have. I didn't realize we'd be talking about it on the morning drive, but here we are. How cool of a story it's is that? It's pretty cool. It's cool. He's moonlighting as a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. And he gets an opportunity to play. I can't hate on that. That's yeah. cool. So afterwards, uh, they present him. It's not the game ball in hockey, but they present him the as, puck. Yeah, as the uh, <laughs> player of the game. Even though they were up six to two, he stopped all those shots. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a cool story. Yeah. Thanks for raining on us. Well, uh, you rained on my headlines. I'm, I'm a little sour over here. Uh, the other uh, obscure headline, it's not that obscure considering the number of promos we saw over the weekend. The fact that the, the new ESPN morning show is up and running this morning with Greenberg, Beetle, and a Oh, it's got a great name, too. What's it called? Get Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real great. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. When people get sick, they need a doctor. <laughs> when cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Auto Plex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, a couple loose ends here on the Stuart Shelby text line, 888-993-7762. Aaron says, show prep, question mark, Jake? Yeah, um, 
Well, we do some show prep, but he likes to keep things random and likes to keep me on my toes for some things. Todd says, isn't Trinity the school that uh, Jesus told him to cancel against Evangel? <laughs> You're all right. Good that job, did, Todd. That did sound familiar when yeah. you said Trinity. I was yeah. like, why? And then they canceled against him, then went and took another money game against uh-huh. somebody in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a little tie-in here, uh, news over the weekend. We were talking about uh, Josh Booty last week, and now uh, the news coming down that uh, his dad and uh, brother have taken a job down in uh, San Antonio. They will be uh, working at Cornerstone Christian School in San Antonio. Abram, Booby, Abram Booty will be the uh, head coach, and uh, his father, Johnny Booty, will serve as the athletic director this is how old I'm getting. Uh, Abram Booty's son is now 15, and he's an up-and-coming quarterback. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. You know, uh, we talked – I was I was reading a story during the break. We talked about how well Villanova shot it yeah. this past weekend. They shot it so well that apparently reporters couldn't stop asking them, how do you shoot so well? <laughs> like, like this is the first time they've ever seen a shooting display like that. And quite frankly – it has been through this tournament, the fact that they've hit more threes than anybody and that they hit more threes in the Final Four game than we've ever seen. But, uh, yeah, they're just giving out. Uh, and Jay Wright afterwards says you live and die by the three, and right now we're living well. I mean, you go out and you make 13 of those things in the first half. Yeah. yeah that, that game was all but put on ice yeah. in the first half. I mean, they just blitzed Kansas. Kansas was left, you know, they were, they were trying to get off and running, but – you know they're down eighteen to four, and the game just never really felt competitive after that. Mm. The, the only drama that I in the last five minutes of that game is that Villanova going to get to twenty three pointers, or are they going to be able to score one hundred points in the game? Mm-hmm. They fall short on both accounts, of course, uh, winning ninety five to seventy nine. But the fact that they drilled eighteen three pointers in that game, which is a, a Final Four record. Yeah. Yep, it was a great performance. And listen, I, I, I'm picking them tonight over Michigan. Um, although, like I said, if Michigan's able to get those offensive rebounds, that completely changes the game despite how well Villanova sh- is shooting it. And as well as their shooting, and of course that dispels the whole notion, and everybody talks about it every year. Well, they're playing in these big arenas, these yeah. football arenas yeah. for a Final Four. Well, it didn't slow down Villanova in the semifinals. No. But because of that, because of that history that we know, that's still in the back of my head. What if they come out tonight and they're just flat and mm. can't hit a shot? You know, then they're in trouble. And, Vill- and Michigan's winning. Michigan's not relying on the three ball like Villanova is. Do you love these basketball games when they're played in these uh, arenas? And we're, they're basically, you know. I will say this. I thought about you because you always like to break down everything revolving around the game when uh-huh. it comes to production. Uh-huh. I do love when oh, the court lights oh, up and they show and the I jotted video. that down. The lighting display That's and the really graphics cool. before the game, how good was that? And I honestly, Aaron, I forgot it was on TBS. Yeah. Like the production was so well. And, you know, they showed the brackets and they showed the video clips and they introduced the team. The brackets didn't have the school's names there. Though. No, 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 no. No, but it was still cool. Yes. The fact that it, it, it led to the Final Four and then it brought up the team's those of you who watched it know what I'm talking about. I thought I knew it was going to be pretty special when they're doing the national anthem and they're they're introducing the four people that are going to do the national anthem from the four schools and they had the four different logos and I said, oh, this is going to be pretty cool. And then they get to the starting lineup and they take it to a whole nother yeah. level. Yeah, I love that. And 
it just gets you in the mood to watch the game. Like yeah. you're just pumped to watch it. And Loyola in Michigan kind of got off to a slow start. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of points scored in that first half. It was really good defense. You know, basketball purist, I'm sure loved it, but uh, I'm sure the casual fan was going, oh, I kind of expect a little bit more fireworks here. And then, of course, they show uh, different shots, and then, of course, you see on Twitter uh, fans taking pictures of the view that they have from the game, and you're like, oh, this would be a rough watch. I remember last year, uh, Final Four last year was in Houston, I believe, correct? Or it was the year before? Well, anyway, Patrick Clay used to do uh, weekend sports for us. He had a couple days off, so he was going to go to it. And he, uh, I said, hey, send me a picture of your view of the game. So he sends me a picture, and he's literally second row from the top. I mean, horrible. They look like ants back down there. Uh-huh. And then literally, uh, Darren Ravel, of course, does a lot of different things for uh, ESPN. He comes out with a tweet. Little minutes later, worst seat in the house, and it looked identical to Patrick's picture. <laughs> and, and they gave, and Darren Ravel gave, of course, the seat number and where it was located. And I asked Patrick, I said, how close to this is you? And he says, it's two seats away. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, I think we'd all like to go to a Final Four game, but not if you're stuck in the rafters. I don't know. I th- yeah, like I say about most live sporting events, it's all about the experience. Mm. If you want a good view, you're going to stay at home, yeah. right? I mean, that's it's all about the experience, feeling that atmosphere. Uh, my buddy over at KSL, Casey Vieira, he uh, got credentials, and of course they stick him in auxiliary press, which whenever they do that means that you're just literally sitting with the fans, which I always thought was cool. But he said his seats were so bad after the first game, he just went to FanFest and did a little story there. Wow. Didn't even stick around for the Villanova game. He didn't miss much. How were your Super Bowl seats, by the way? Uh, I've told this story numerous times. I know, but were they, they? They were horrible, and then we got up there. It was literally from the fifth row to the top, and another media member said, hey, I got an, another uh, ticket. If you want to try to go see where those tickets are, I said, heck, why not? And I actually walked down. I'm walking in the same vicinity as Carl Rip, uh, Cal Ripken while he's walking in. I said, well, if he's in this area, I'm fine. They point to the seat, and it's literally I have a table in front of me with a monitor, and it was about the 35-yard line, about 45, 50 seats up. It was incredible. My next question is, since you're a TV guy, I guess you can't do a whole lot from that seat? Yeah, you watch the game. You know, we don't did have you, access to the field. Did you feel compelled to write notes? Or oh, yeah. yeah oh, I was okay. always, but I did not leave that seat throughout the game because I was afraid have, I was going to get kicked out. Did you write notes because you're like, I'm in this seat. I need to look like I'm working? <laughs> no. Or did you actually use those notes? I used those okay. notes, guys. <laughs> just ask. Jake, uh, with a hard-hitting follow-up <laughs> question there. I could see you just, you know, George Costanza in it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Got to act like I'm busy. Act like you're busy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, we look at this matchup tonight. Villanova is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You look at Nova now with an opportunity to win their second national championship in three years. Michigan, is uh, this will be the seventh time they play in a title game, but just going after their second title overall. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because at the end of the day, you look at it, if you want me to sell you on the matchup, yeah. you got Michigan – who I've been saying for weeks is the hottest team in the country. They're still the hottest team because they got to the to the championship game. And then you got Villanova, who I thought all along was just the most did, – did the most things well. And so you've got a team that has a, an experienced coach in Jay Wright, as well as NBA athletes, uh, a star in Jalen Brunson. So, look, you've got a really good matchup here. And although I would have liked to have seen Villanova square off with 
the Cinderella, Loyola Chicago. It's still a good a good game to watch. Did TBS want that matchup oh, over the yes. one that they got? Yes. They wanted more Sister I, Jean. I think people would argue that the fact that they would have liked or they liked Michigan because it's the bigger market. But for me, I think it's a much more compelling um, game nationally for the underdog <clears throat> to face the number one seed Villanova. Mm. If Rafferty would have gave his glasses to uh, Mo Wagner, 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 would that be a violation of NCAA rules? Uh, probably, yeah. I just want to hear you keep saying his name. Just say Wagner. We're from America. I understand that, but then I watched Sports Center and it was all Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Wagner. Uh, we're, we're from the South. It's fine. Did Sister Jean, was she a fair weather fan for leaving the game <laughs> Stop. a minute and a half early? I think it's a fair question. She wanted to get in position to hug the players. Right. Does Sister Jean need five or six security guards around her? Uh, no. <laughs> no. But this is the world we live in. <laughs> Jake is not comfortable talking about Sister Jean. I'm not. You're trying to get me in trouble. You're trying to get, get me to say something and blast <laughs> Sister Jean. I'm not going to blast a nun. Mm. Uh, some of the best moments, though, when they're walking off the field and, of course, uh, Coach telling him, keep your head high. He did so much for this program and, of course, for this school. Well done. Oh, no doubt. Put, got the program in the national spotlight. Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. But, yeah, fun run. It just – at the end of the day, that's why I picked Michigan because you just don't see these extending past the Final Four mm. usually. So, All right, the other thing I'm looking forward to tonight, and it's obscure and I understand – but can they replace whatever that car horn they have as a buzzer Dude, in the in the arena? That? I forgot I forgot about that because I meant to look that up. Was that the actual? Was that a fan or was that no, the actual that's, arena? That's that's the arena. That's the uh, buzzer. That was awful. Yeah. That was annoying. <laughs> and I I legitimately thought it was a fan for a minute because you know yeah. sometimes some fans will find something super annoying to <laughs> try to throw people off. It was like a 1962 Chevy or something. Somebody just so laying bad. on the horn. It was so bad. Yeah, Will it be replaced for the championship game tonight? It's two days? Do they have time? <laughs> I'm going to go with no, but that was – I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot all about that. Tonight, Villanova versus Michigan. Uh, you may want to take a nap if you're Jake Martin. Schedule the tip off at 8.20 our time. I hope – Aaron, I hope it's deadlocked. Two minutes to go and you have to go on set <laughs> and you miss the – The best moments of- happen from 8.20 to 8 – I mean, 8, 10.20 to 10.30 – on a yearly basis. Yep, yep. Can't wait for you to miss it. Will Jake Martin see one shining moment tonight? Oh, even if I'm awake, I'm turning that off. <laughs> Ooh, now that's un-American. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. I'll watch it on mute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the morning drive returns after this. Jake, Jack Thigpen joins us for his weekly visit. I'm John Trippin with NFL Network now on the West. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.